Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. Okay, who's ready for a new episode this morning? So, um, thank you so much for listening. If you are finding value in this, please share, rate, review, all the things so that the podcast can get in front of more people. Let's help all the moms believe they are a good mom. Okay, so here's the thing. I said this in the last episode, and I think I'll say it all the time because it is just, yes. <laughs> so there's all the parenting experts out there that are going to tell you how to be a good mom, right? what to do, what to not do, how to parent your children. And all of this advice is well-meaning and wonderful. And go ahead and get advice from all the places. I call that A-line advice because if you know the coaching model that I use, the A-line is the action line, okay? So they'll tell you all the actions to do and not do and whatever. And me, myself, when I tap into the experts and all the advice, I use it against myself to beat myself up that I'm not doing it the way they told me I'm supposed to. I'm not doing it right. I must be a terrible mom, right? I've been doing that for very, very many years. <laughs> and so I finally changed my tune and I believe that I am a good mom and that it doesn't matter what my A-line looks like, okay? I just am. It's outside the model who I actually eternally am. And we're here on this earth life where the model explains our humanness and what's going on for humans, which is great because we are humans now and we need to understand what's going on. And outside of the model is our eternal nature. Okay. Our divine nature. And so I'm trying to understand that more. I understand the model. I understand how my humanness works. Now I'm trying to accept that I am good. I came here. Good. God made me. God is good. I'm good. It's all good. And there's all this mess in my model. Okay. So, and there's all the action line stuff. So what I said the other day that I want to say all the time is go to all the IG influencers, whatever that are telling you how to parent. And when you start feeling terrible about yourself because you're not doing what they're suggesting, then come back to me and I will reassure you that you are a good mom. And then once you get your awareness and your acceptance batteries filled up, then we can go get aligned with all the things that the other people are telling us what to do and what not to do. Okay. So I do not do a lot of A-line coaching or advice on this podcast because of that, <laughs> because there's already plenty and the amount there is, is I already, you know, use against myself. So I'd rather be the voice of reason reminding you of who you eternally are and not just telling you more stuff that you don't need to hear about how you're doing it wrong. Okay. Let's not believe that lie anymore. You're not doing it wrong. You are good. You are right. Okay. So with all that said, I do have an A-line podcast plan for you today. <laughs> so there's the irony of life right there. Okay. Um, it's not really, it just sort of is, seems like it would be. Okay. So 
I want to talk about one of my basic parenting philosophies, which makes me feel like it's probably A-line coaching, but it's it's really not. We'll dig in. You'll see. I can't. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> do A-line. So connection for cooperation is one of my mantras, right? It's one of the things that we teach at Drop the War Life Coaching, how to drop power struggle wars to create more peace in your parenting is to focus on connection and connection for cooperation specifically. So yesterday morning, I did not have a lot of cooperation going on getting the kids out the door and it got pretty ugly. <laughs> not my best parenting moments, right? And I am still a good mom. So, and they are still good kids. They're not little punks that just wouldn't do what I said. And I have to say it 5 million times and they still wouldn't do it. And I had to literally put their shoes on them for them. Like they would not put on their shoes and socks and coats and go out the door. Uh, but they are good and I am good. And today we're ready to go back and look at it under the um, umbrella of connection for cooperation, right? So if it's just that simple, one plus two equals three, then if I was not getting cooperation, then we did not have enough connection. Okay. So that's a nice basic lesson to learn. Okay. Yeah, fine. So how do I do more cooperation than today? to make today's morning routine go a little smoother and feel the peace and feel the love, right? Isn't that interesting how we always want to go straight to the do, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we're talking about the human model, connection is actually a feeling. So it goes in the F line. The feeling drives the action, not do in order to feel connected. What do I need to do differently today? in order to feel connected. If I want connection, which means I need to feel connected to my kids in order to get cooperation, really I'm messing with their model on this um, theory about connection for cooperation, because actually they cooperate when they're feeling connected. So what do I need to do so that they think something that will make them feel connected and act cooperatively? That's what we're trying to figure out here. So, um, thoughts cause feelings. This is like life coaching 101, which like blows your mind. And you're like, wait, what? Because we think that actions cause feelings. I promise you, we all think this. In fact, let me take a little detour here and tell you something. This week in the Come Follow Me manual, we're talking about, actually, I get confused about which week is which week, but um, especially because I'm using the old manual from four years ago, so the dates don't add up exactly, so I really don't know what week I'm on. But sometime last week, this week, or next week, we're talking about communing with God, okay? So Jesus went out and communed with his Father. He knew the scriptures, and he knew who he was. Okay, so that was his lifelong preparation that allowed him to receive the power of the Spirit. So despite temptations, trials, and rejection, Jesus Christ never wavered from his appointed work. So we too need to commune with God to prepare us to serve him, right? So communing with God is like one of my favorite things right now. It's like my favorite time of the day. It's so exciting that I wake up very early in order to have time to commune with God. I'm very all about this. So I love this when it came up in the manual this week. Um, but listen, in the manual, it says, think of what you do to feel close to God. What? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, we all think this. What do you do in order to feel? But if you know the self-coaching model, thought, feeling, action. So what you do comes 
from your feelings, not you do in order to feel. Do you see how that was like flipped around a little bit? So what do you do in order to feel close to God would mean that the action comes before the feeling, but it doesn't. Feelings drive your actions. So in order to do something, to be closer to God, we need to feel first. Okay. Have I totally lost you? <laughs> so the this is the reason why we read that and we're like, what do I do to feel closer to God? Yeah, yeah, I know. Read, pray, blah, 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 all the things. And why are we not doing them? Why is it? Yeah, yeah, I know, blah, 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 Sunday school answers, but we're still not doing them because we think that you have to do in order to feel close to God. And I'm proposing that in order to have connection, because that's what we're talking about, connection, right? So to have connection with God, we got to feel the connection first. It's a feeling. And then we do the things. Okay. So if I'm already feeling close to God, then I'm motivated to get up and do my scripture study, meditation, all the prayer, all the things in the morning. That's my communing with God. Does that make sense? So as we apply that to with our children, same thing. So we want to do something different today in order to feel connected, in order for them to cooperate Turns out that's a very mixed up model <laughs> and that's why we're not getting any traction. So where do we start? Let's start at the top of the think, feel, do. Okay. So first we have to get our thoughts aligned in order to feel a way to show up the way we want to. Okay. So let's go back to our AAA batteries. The first thing we got to do actually is get awareness of where we are now on your GPS. We can't get to your destination. if We don't know where you are now. Okay. Even before GPS, there were, you know, maps in the mall. And if you wanted to get to Abercrombie, you could find it. But if you didn't know where that you are here dot is, then you know where Abercrombie is, but you don't know how to get there because you don't know where you are. So the awareness piece is very important. So let's get some awareness of what made it so terrible yesterday. And it's always same old thing. My thoughts are about the time. So my feeling is stressed. I'm not feeling connected because I'm feeling stressed because I'm thinking about the time, right? And never do I think about the time more than when we're trying to get out the door. A nice rhyme to it. I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. Rhyme every time. So, what can I do? This is really funny. I had a funny joke from heaven this morning when I was writing all this down and thinking about this, thinking about recharging batteries, right? My AAA batteries. And then thinking about how time causes stress. I looked up at the clock and it still says 5 45, which is my favorite time of day. So, I kind of want to keep that clock dead. <laughs> Because I love it. It's like, it's perpetually 5.45 a.m., which means there's nothing to stress about. It's the perfect time of day, the perfect time to commune with God, to just do whatever I want to do. Nobody's, no agenda is pushing on me. Nobody's pulling on my leg. Nobody's, mom, do this, mom, do that. It is the most glorious time of day. <laughs> and the batteries, the rechargeable batteries in my clock died this morning. Is that hilarious or what? When, literally, while I was thinking about how I feel stressed because of time. <laughs> Just a fun little God has a sense of humor moment, I thought, this morning. So, when I think about time and I feel stressed, then I take that out on the kids, right? In my action line. Then I'm like, come on, let's go. Come on. I've told you a thousand times to put your shoes on. Wear your shoes down that on. Fine, I'll get them for you. I put them on the couch. Go help somebody else put their shoes on. Come back. They're still not on. Oh, imagine that. They're kicked across the room. And so I have to find them in the mayhem of the room. 
all the drama, right? Because I'm thinking about the time. So if time froze and I'm not stressed about time and I'm more committed to feeling connected, then what would I be thinking instead? That's jumping to the third AAA battery, which is what we like to do as coaches and as clients and especially coaches as clients <laughs> because we know about the unintentional model and we're ready to get to the intentional model. What am I going to think instead? We've skipped our second battery where we get all the traction, which is acceptance. So we have awareness that we were stressed about the time yesterday and that's okay. I have to take care of me also, even first. Nothing's gone wrong here. So that was the other part of my thought line I didn't tell you in my awareness is that I was too worried about myself, right? That I'm stressed, my own discomfort, right? Of like being stressed about the time and trying to get them out the door. And what's that mean for me? Like if they don't walk in time, then I have to drive them and I have a baby upstairs asleep still and I got to get the other one dressed and, da, 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 and all the drama in my own head about me and my model. And that's okay. Because I like to use that awareness and be like, see, I'm so selfish. I'm always just thinking about myself. Why am I not thinking about them? They're probably worried about how cold it is outside. And they like have a sore throat and they don't want to go to school because they're sick. And they haven't been to school a lot lately because they're sick. And so, of course, they just want to stay home. And all the things that it's like, why can't I just think about them? See how that's like covered in shame. So we drop the shame by there's nothing's gone wrong here. It's totally natural and very human of me and very needful to think of myself because if I don't take care of myself who's going to because nobody else is thinking about me they're all thinking about themselves and how they don't want to put their shoes on <laughs> and nobody cares that I'm stressed right and nobody else cares about the the clock like nothing's gone wrong here it is important for them to get to school and get out the door on time and so it's all good okay we have got to get our second AAA battery filled the acceptance okay so I accept the awareness of where I was yesterday, and then I can slip into the alignment of my new intentional model just happening naturally instead of forcing myself to think new thoughts, okay? So in the awareness piece, the new thoughts just kind of happen because you realize that nothing's gone wrong here, that it's okay to be stressed about the time. It's okay to be um, frustrated that you've said the same thing four million times and nobody's doing it, right? It's okay, of course it's happening. Of course we're feeling this. Of course they're doing that. Of course everything's fine. Okay. So that's how we drop the war <clears throat> in the acceptance battery. Okay. Then we're able to be aligned with the balance. Okay. There's got to be both. I have to take care of my own needs. I have to be worried about my own models and I can care about them and be in connection with them. And it teeter totters. You're never going to have a perfect balance scale. It's always a teeter-totter. So maybe, if, and it literally looked like that yesterday. It was like I slipped in and out of worrying about me and being stressed and then being able, like just the fact that I'm able to switch back and forth is like a miracle. It's so good that at a, it's like, it feels very, um, bipolar kind of. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, kids, you don't know what you're going to get. But one second, I'm like losing my mind that they're so late. And then the next second, I'm like, oh, do you need some sore throat drops? Let me put some more in your um, backpack. Do you want them in your coat pocket? You know, like I'm like super kind and tender in the mom that I want to be. And then the next second, I'm like freaking out again because I looked at the clock. Right. <laughs> and so it's fine. That's just how we are. It's life. It's not a problem. And I promise 
once we believe that it's all good, then it can get better. Because what's the alternative that I come into today, reeling off of yesterday, making it all a problem. I'm a terrible mom. Yesterday was terrible. Today's going to be terrible. These kids are terrible. Weather's terrible. Everything's terrible. How's that going to show up? So I promise you, when you take the time to fill up your batteries and know that, yes, that's how I showed up. Now I have the awareness, but it's not a problem. I have the acceptance. Then today I can be more aligned. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect today. I'm going to do this every single day of my mortal life. I will always be a human. Okay. So um, that feels a little bit of a tangent from cooperation, but it's just sort of an example of how this self-coaching works, right? Or how coaching works. If that's like way over your head, please sign up, help me, or let me help you walk through it for your own situation. Okay. If it's harder to apply. It's like, okay, I hear you saying words, but I don't really know how to apply this to my situation. Then let's get on a Zoom call and I will walk you through it. It's so fun. Okay. Let's go back to connection for cooperation. So every opportunity with our kid, this is my new thought this morning when I was thinking about this. Every opportunity with our kids is an opportunity for connection. So as soon as I wake them up, it can be a connecting experience or it can be a disconnecting experience, right? It can be fraught with stress and worry and chaos as soon as I wake them up because I'm in that state, okay? So peaceful parenting is I get peaceful. <laughs> like the peace is in me. I tap into my own peaceful aligned state by communing with God in the morning before they even wake up. And then I go up there with my cup so full to overflowing that I have something to pour into them, right? So I um, can make that experience of waking them up. First of all, cleaning up my thoughts about how it's the worst time of the day and I hate it and it's the worst and <laughs> all of those things. Like if I thought about 740 the way I think about 545, <laughs> It's like, there's no pressure. This is the best time of the day. I love it. It's time for me to commune with my kids. I love connecting with my kids. This is so good. I love them so much. They're so cute. They're so fun. They're growing up so fast. I just got to eat up every moment. You know, all those fun connecting thoughts. Because after all, connection is a feeling that comes from your thoughts. So we got to clean up our thoughts before we have this fun connecting moment with our kids. Because who knows what they're thinking? Well, we do because they do it every morning. They're thinking things like, I don't want to get out of bed. It's cold out there and it's all cozy in my bed. And I was having such fun dreams and I'm really tired and I hate school and I hate the weather and I hate everything. And they're thinking all of those thoughts. That's not leading to <laughs> connection when I come in trying to get them out of their cozy beds and into their clothes and blah, 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 all the things, right? So <laughs> we expect that they're going to be in the state they're going to be in. The only thing we can control is ourselves. We can go up there and bring connection from the get-go instead of, come on, let's go, hurry, hurry. If that means we need to wake them up 10 minutes earlier to have cushion connection time, then we can, you know, gently stroke their hair, pat their cheek, whatever they're, let us do at their age. <laughs> and um, maybe they're very uh, um, touchy-feely, you know, and they need that kind of connection. We can like hop in bed with them and give them a snuggle, all the things, whatever feels aligned to us because we're not forcing an action in order to feel a certain way. We already feel connected. Then we want to do the connecting actions. 
Does that make sense? So that is the whole message <laughs> is that to get cooperation from connection, we need to have connecting thoughts in order to feel cooperative, to feel connecting. I mean, okay. So <clears throat> every opportunity we have with our spouse, with anyone in the world is an opportunity for connection. So if you're feeling disconnected from your spouse, check out what those interactions look like. The actions, right? <laughs> we can start back at the bottom. Are as soon as you see them, are you like, oh my goodness, so glad you're here. Take over this and this and this, and the the blood is like this, and the stupid insulin pump isn't working, and the blah blah blah, and the mess, and the kids, and the poop, and the, all the things, you know. And you just dump all your stress of the day onto your spouse. Is that connecting? <laughs> or especially like in the reconnection moments, like when the kids first wake up in the morning after the after the separation of the night, or when you're a husband gets home after the separation of him being at work all day. It's those very first moments when they first walk in from school, like clear your agenda in those minutes that they come home from school, because that is the most prime time for connection. Right. And so clear your agenda, clear your head, get in the right thinking space in order to feel connected before they even get there. I have an alarm on my phone that tells me to watch for them. They're almost walking home, you know? So as I sit there, like watching out the window to make, waiting for them to walk home. I can just be thinking all the thoughts of like, and then watching them walk as soon as I can see them and watching them. It's, it's a lot easier when you look at them because they're so dang cute. If I'm not thinking things like, oh, I cannot believe she's wearing that. I can't believe I let her leave the house looking like that. They're going to come for me. <laughs> I can't believe their hair isn't brushed, all the things, right? If we can stay in love and drop the judgment and stay in acceptance, <clears throat> then we're golden, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> Um, let's see. I have so much more stuff here. How much time do you have? Oh, we're always at the last 10 minutes where I'm like rushing. Okay. So love is a feeling. Connection is a feeling that come from our thoughts, right? So this is our, um, our human models that we're working with here. So we can't control their models, what they're feeling, whether they're feeling love or connection, that's what we usually try to do is that we're trying to do our action to control their feeling. <laughs> and that's not how it works. Like we really don't have much control over their models at all. We can try to influence them. We can try to do things, but we're just fingers crossed that they're going to think and feel what we want them to think and feel about it. So we can drop the war with their models <laughs> and just trust that they're having the experience they need to have. And then, um, Instead, focus on where we have power, which is in our own models, right? So, but the other thing um, that I mentioned the other day, oh, I have a quote somewhere. I don't know if I can find this. Hold on just a second. So, um, I read this quote from Sherry Dew the other day about charity. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. So, charity is the pure love of Christ, right? So when we're talking about love or connection or whatever is a feeling that comes from our thoughts, we're trying to control our thoughts in order to feel a certain way. Or like we talk about how we want to feel peace. Um, there anyway, I'm just going to find this quote out of nowhere. So um, we're trying to feel patience or we're trying to feel peace. And we're like, those go in the feeling line. So we need to control our thoughts in order to feel those feelings. Yes, that's how the human model works. But Jesus is only part human, right? So his models are working, but um, here we go. Oh, here we go. 
All right. But he's also um, a great example to us because he is more in touch with who he eternally is also being half God. And we are spirit sons and daughters of heavenly parents also. So we have the eternal celestial heavenly DNA in us. Um, and so we can see how he lived and thought and felt and was just who he is. Right. And, um, and get a glimpse into our eternal potential also. Right. And who we really are. So Sherry, do explains it like this. Charity is not an emotion or an action. It's not something we feel or do. Charity is who the savior is. It is his most defining and dominant attribute. It is what enabled him to endure the garden and the cross for you and me. It is one of the things that makes him God. Thus, when we plead for the gift of charity, we aren't asking for kind feelings towards someone who has wounded us. We are pleading for our very natures to be changed, for our character to become more and more like the Savior's, so that we literally feel as he would feel and do as he would do. This is why Mormon said that, when the Savior appears, those who have been gifted with charity will be like him, for they will see him as he is. And that is my goal here in this podcast, is always for us to see ourselves how we are, that we are good, that we are charity, just like the Savior is charity. So when I say that peace is outside of the model, I think charity is also, it's like a heavenly attribute. It's a godly attribute. It's not a human attribute that we're trying to fit into this human model. It's bigger than the model. It's umbrellas, the model. It is who we are. So we are good and we do a bunch of crap in our human models, but it doesn't affect who we are. Okay. Our productivity does not define our value, what we do or don't do or or whatever. It doesn't it, like we can give ourselves these stupid mortal labels. Like we're so lazy or we're so impatient or we're so selfish or whatever. We're going to label it, but they're lies. Those lies, those labels are lies because we are good. We are charity. We are. So this, I guess is a podcast for another day because I'm out of time already, but I, I thought this podcast <laughs> was going to have a whole section about um, Christ-like attributes. I looked it up in the, um, preach my gospel has this great chapter about Christ-like attributes and faith, hope, charity, love, virtue, knowledge, patience, humility, diligence, obedience are all outside the model. So we try to fit them in by saying, well, they're a feeling. So what's my thought that's going to get me to that feeling? And they're an action. I want to act charitable. I want to act in love. I want to, always be love. Like that's what we're talking about all the time. Just what would love do? You know, what would charity do? How would charity feel? How would charity think? It's just, it's everywhere. It is the whole model. It encompasses the whole thing. So you can put it anywhere in the model and work around with it, which is really fun. And, um, and so that is how we get connection because love charity, it's who we are. And so we just are connection. And then we just hope that our kids <laughs> choose to think things that'll make them feel that connection too. But they already are because we are. And when we, we tap into who we truly are, um, cause you can see it in their eyes. You just look at their, your cute little 18 month old who's learning how to talk and is like running all over the place. So excited about her new skills to walk. And it's like, 
They are love. They're just beaming with love. They share that love with everybody around them. But we're so stuck in our own worldly models and beating ourselves up about that, that we can't even like open our eyes and see the love that's all around us. So they're so ready to connect. They're so ready to forgive you when you're imperfect. It's all part of the plan. It's all good. Fill those batteries, mamas. Believe you are a good mom and feel the connection. Okay. Um, so many notes here that I didn't get to. So connection in the F line, right? That's what we're talking about. The connection is a feeling. But what if we played with it in the A line, right? What does connection look like? So that is like how I want to show up today with my kids instead of the panic, freaked out, stressed about the time, mom, you know, like, how do I want to show up? Then how do I need to feel in order to act that way? And then what do I need to think in order to feel that? Or you can bypass all of that and just, who am I? I am a calm, collected, chill, loving mom. And then you live into that because you accept that you're imperfect. You didn't do it great yesterday, but it is who I am. And then you live into it. I promise it all sounds like blah, blah, blah until you try it. So try it out. If you get stuck, let me know. Dropthewar.com. I would love to um, hop on a free call with you and plug in your own thoughts, feelings, actions, play around with the model, play around with who you actually eternally are. Let's discover her because she is good. She is amazing. And let's live into alignment with who we really are. Okay. Love you, friends. Talk to you next time. Bye. Hi, thanks so much for listening. Have you signed up for your RBC yet? What is an RBC? Well, it's a relationship boost call. And I am gifting 365 of these for free this year. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. We'll hop on Zoom for a quick 15 to 20 minutes. And all you got to do is have somebody in mind that you want to improve your relationship with. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. You're going to feel amazing afterwards and no strings attached. Just come on, have a great free coaching call, and then go on your way. And you can come back for as many as you need, because we know it's no one and done around here with relationships. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. And let's get boosting those relationships. See you there. Bye.